Welcome to Tech Lord Chat, our series of coffee break podcasts from Four Pump Court. I'm Ian Munro. And I'm Matthew Levy. Today, we'll focus on the ramifications of delegating contractual discretions to AI. Matthew, what's the scenario? Well, my client, Hoxton Plowshare, runs an online marketplace for the sale and purchase of artisanal food products, a little like an online farmer's market. Traders can register to sell their products, which members of the public can buy and have home delivered. Unlike most online marketplaces, Hoxton's site isn't open 24 hours a day. Instead, just like a real farmer's market, it opens only during specific timetabled windows, the idea being to generate a sense of occasion and a bit of tension, as the stocks of popular stalls can be seen visibly to run out. Last Saturday, Hoxton Software automatically blocked sales from traders in Suffolk because its algorithms concluded that all Suffolk traders were fraudsters. Well, that's rude and obviously nonsense. Uh, Of course it's nonsense. But that didn't stop the algorithm reaching that conclusion. And all Suffolk traders uh, lost all of their revenue from last Saturday's market. And they're now threatening a group claim, led by a particularly disgruntled farmer with a love of the law called Robbie Scribes. Hmm. Did Hoxton have a contractual right to block the traders at will? Not quite. Clause 15 of the trader contract says this. We may block the trader's account without notice if we believe that it has been used for fraudulent purposes. Now, that's not an absolute right. It's a contractual discretion. And what it means is that the exercise is subject to the constraint that it cannot be exercised arbitrarily, capriciously or irrationally. And in practical terms, that means two things, doesn't it? First, the decision-making process itself has to be rational. It has to take into account only relevant factors and ignore irrelevant factors. And secondly, the decision actually made has to be one that a reasonable decision-maker could have made. Exactly. If we focused first on process, what Hoxton have here is a machine learning model that has access to all trader data, customer data, transaction data and network data on the site. It's been trained by Hoxton and the training was basically done by flagging historical transactions that were in fact fraudulent. Now each transaction scored and if the probability of fraud by reference to the model exceeds a preset threshold, the associated trader is blocked. On one view, That does not seem like an irrational approach. It's not capricious. It's taking a mathematical, data-driven approach to risk analysis. Provided that Hoxton made a reasonable effort to validate their model, to check it for bias, to ensure that its results were generally sensible, that feels like arguably a more rational approach than an on-the-spot human judgment call, doesn't it? I think that's probably right, but subject to one quite important wrinkle. The nature of a contractual discretion can vary depending on the precise terms of the contractual language used. And here, the language is, we may block the trader's account without notice if we believe that it's been used for fraudulent purposes. And that language of belief troubles me here. That's because believing something implies a human judgment, and there's no human involvement at all here. It's not even as if the AI's flagging potential fraud and an operator believes the AI and blocks the account. Here, absolutely everything's automated, with no human in the loop at any stage. And 
that doesn't look particularly to me like the exercise of a discretion based on belief. Even if the process is fine, surely there's a problem here with outcome. Because the decision made here, that every single trader in Suffolk is fraudulent, is just obviously ridiculous. Well, quite. But even this is not so straightforward, because each individual decision to block a trader may not seem obviously crazy when it's seen in isolation. Its cumulative effect is crazy. And the contractual discretion is exercised presumably separately for each of these traders, which rather begs the question of how you assess whether the outcome is crazy in an individual case without understanding the parameters that drove the model to its conclusion. Well, indeed. So we have here the explainability problem again rearing its head. Also, given this rather curious situation where it's not at all obvious how to tell whether the conclusion reached by the model in an individual case is rational, but where if we look at the set of decisions as a whole, it's obviously bonkers, I think we probably have to revisit what we said earlier about process. You mean even if in principle there was nothing wrong with how Hoxton went about training its AI model or the data set to which the model was given access, it does rather look as though the model is taking some extraneous and irrational factor into account in its treatment of Suffolk. Exactly. All in all, is a bit of a mess. I take it you advised Hoxton to rethink its processes and at the very least to put a human in the decision-making loop and that you told them to settle with the Suffolk traders. Well, I absolutely told them to rethink the processes. On settlement, I told them it was really their commercial call. From a PR perspective, they should be paying out something at least. But from a contractual perspective, it's not at all clear. They do have difficulties on the decision-making, as we've been discussing. But the trader contracts contain very robust loss of revenue and profit exclusions. So, from a strict contractual perspective, if Hoxton want to be tough, they have a basis for doing so. Indeed. But regardless of how they choose to engage, Hoxton have learnt a few things. First, where a contract gives one party decision-making power over an important matter that affects the other party's rights, that decision-making power isn't absolute. It's the subject to constraints. The decision-maker must avoid exercising its discretion in an arbitrary capricious or irrational way. In practice, that means the process must take into account the right things, and only the right things, and it also means the decision-maker must not reach a conclusion that no reasonable decision-maker could have made. Secondly, there's no difficulty in principle in using AI tools to assist with a decision-making process. But if there's no human in the loop, that may be incompatible with a contractual discretion that's couched in the language of human decision-making. Thirdly, if an outcome is a surprising one, the decision-maker using an AI tool may face difficulty arguing it's rational. It may be that an apparently irrational decision would actually seem perfectly rational to someone who is privy to the right information, but if it's not possible to explain and identify in a meaningful way how the AI reached its decision, an apparently irrational decision is likely to be found unlawful. Thank you for listening to our introductory podcast about AI and contractual discretion. For references and citations, visit us at techlaw.chat. And if you feel so inclined, 
please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is provided for the purposes of general education and entertainment only and does not constitute legal advice. The presenters disclaim all liability for the consequences of reliance being placed on what they have said. The value of investments can go down as well as up and you may never recover the time devoted to listening to this podcast.